1: Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. I am Kat Shear. That is Scott Sweitzer, the Clydesdale. And we wanted to get started. We were waiting for Kyle to come and we started chatting. We thought we'd have some interesting things to say. And now Kyle has joined us. So we're going to just bring him on in and we'll get started. Hey, Kyle. What's up, guys? How are you? We're live, just so you know. Awesome. Kyle. You. Great to hear. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I'm Kat. Scott. Nice to meet you. I think uh, we've chatted a little bit at some semifinals and maybe at the MFC back in 2020, but um, we're doing a little series here on um, the MFC and some notable athletes that are competing there. And we realized that we've never talked to you before. So this is hopefully going to be the, you know, who is Kyle Ruth and what is he all about um, hour or so.
2: Cool. Sounds like a, sounds like a fun hour. Yeah. For us. Hopefully other people enjoy it as well, but
1: yeah, that's, that's the goal. Definitely. Um, we usually talk about our workouts first cause Saturdays are always fun for everybody. So, um, did you get a workout in? Yeah.
2: I, I literally just finished it 10 minutes ago.
1: Okay. Quick, quick, that look cold, like?
2: sh- quick cold shower right after and now smoothie right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, but my wife and I, we always train together on Saturday mornings, just kind of like our, our ritual. So we got a little set up in the basement. It was, uh, we did a little, you know, extensive warm up thing, but I'm not going to go through that because that's the boring <laughs> stuff. Um, but then it was 500 meter salt runner, right into a 1000 meter Concept Two bike, right into 500 meter row. Pushed the effort a little bit more on each erg. Rest basically work to rest. So it was about six minutes rest between rounds. We did three sets of that, and then I stuck the Concept Two bike in the sauna because I've been messing with this concept a little what? bit, and and <laughs> did uh, 10 minutes. Of you know, pretty easy spin on the Concept Two bike in the sauna. Um, Keep it real; real, it's not hot. It was like 119 instead of you know, like you would do if you're trying to like use sauna for you know, like the sauna benefits. But um, I literally have just started that in the last few days, and because I figured out that my bike fits into the sauna, (laughs) (laughs) so I've been messing around with that, and and that was this morning. So that was 14 minutes ago that I, I stepped out of the sauna there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Good thing. Other things don't fit in that sauna. Cause that could be, that could get crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd love to, I'd love to be able to put a runner in there, but
1: uh, <laughs> no, thank you. No running. <laughs> Scott, what'd your workout look like this morning?
0: So Saturdays, we always start with bodybuilding. Mm, I like it. So we, so we did some, uh, 21s, uh, where you do the seven half curls, seven half curls, seven full curls, um, we did some banded curls and uh some butterfly glute bridges and uh something else I'm forgetting. And then the Metcon was uh two minutes on, one minute off, max calorie row, max push-ups, max lunges, max clean and jerks two times through.
1: Whew. Yikes. What'd you do Oof. on clean and jerks?
0: Uh I am still building up to that. So I did 95. RX was 135. Oh, nice. uh, but lunges are my Achilles heel right now. Um, and Sorry. we've done them three times this week. So <laughs> by the time I was done with the lunges, I had no legs for the clean and jerks at all. So I'm really? glad
2: I went light. Every time I do lunges. my I was going to say, it my, lights people up yeah. all the time, no matter my,
1: how often you do them.
2: My butt is sore for three days afterwards. It's like hard to sit, sit down to the toilet yeah. seat. Afterwards, we,
1: we did lunges yesterday, um, a, a shit ton of them, a hundred of them weighted overhead, overhead lunges um, with like, you know, 55, 75. And today we did something else and I was feeling all of it. And I always say I, I own my own affiliate, Kyle. So I do all the programming for us and um, lunges get everybody so often that I try to at least like every 10 days do some lunges just to yep. like get us sort of into it. But three days in a week. Are Christy and
2: Patrick trying I, to kill you? I wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It used to be, we used to say that if you're not squatting that day, it's not really a a workout at CrossFit Polaris, (laughs) but now it's all of a sudden lunges, lunges all the time.
1: Yeah. So Kyle, um, Scott goes to Christy Aramos gym. Oh, that's awesome. That's, and Christy and Patrick, Patrick was your coach on Saturday, right? Today?
0: Yeah. He's always a coach on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. And he lit it up today.
2: Yeah. That's and awesome. explains the lunges because that's just a, like lunges are such an effective tool. What's your least favorite style of lunges?
0: All of them. All
2: of so, the, all of the, interesting,
1: it's interesting you say that. Cause, um, I will often give the option of either a forward lunge or a reverse lunge. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we don't, I don't tend to prescribe one or the other. I just give people a choice. Yep. Um, the training age at my gym is super immature. Like the people that are doing CrossFit are like, first three months, first six months. So we're like really growing together, which is fun. Um, but I will tell you for myself, it depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm doing a front rack, I prefer to go into a reverse lunge. I hate back rack lunges of any style. And I would much rather do overhead than anything else. And if See, I'm doing
2: overhead, I can go forward. I'm I'm like you. I So I'm like you in that I like overhead lunges. Love them. I hate front rack lunges. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's so barbell and axle, dumbbells, kettlebells. It does not matter to me what implement <laughs> I'm doing front rack lunges with. It is my least favorite. It might be my least favorite movement Ever. in the entirety yeah. of the sport.
1: <laughs> oh man. It's, it is interesting how that works. Cause in the middle of the workout yesterday, I was doing the overhead and I was just feeling my lats a little bit, like in the eighth or ninth round. And I was like, well, let me just put it in the back rack and see how it feels. And I did like two lunges in the back rack and I'm like, Nope, I'd rather put it over my head. (laughs) (laughs) And people think I'm crazy. They're like, what are you doing? Like, uh, it's way better that way. But, um, our workout today was, and I got to take class today. Colleen was coaching for me. We did a partner workout. I go, you go. 16 total rounds, 200 meter row or run. And one bear complex, one heavy bear complex.
2: I like that. Um,
1: so yeah, so I I I did like 115 on the bear complex, and I haven't touched, I haven't probably done a bear complex in a year and a half. Um, my tr- I just opened my gym in January, so my fitness has like gone in the toilet. Yeah. Um, and I'm just starting like maybe two weeks ago, starting to work out again because I've got some coaches that are that are coaching for me, so now I can take my classes.
2: Isn't it? But I awesome partnered to oh, be able to jump into your classes.
1: It's so great, and the members love it. They're like, wait, you're working out with us. We, you know, and they just love to see it. It's really fun. And I, I enjoy it. And it gets, I'm able to watch my co- my new coaches coach too. Like I can really observe, yeah. you know, what they're doing and I can jump in when I need to. It's very, um, very comforting for me to be in the class when when someone else is coaching right now. Um, but I got to partner with my dad. In this oh, that's workout. awesome. So my dad's 75 and uh, he probably should use dumbbells instead of a barbell for the bear complex, but he refuses to do so. So he used the 15 pound training bar and we used the, um, we did the bike, the erg. So we did 400 meters and and we did that. It was fun.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I pushed my dad for years and years and years to get into CrossFit when, because we owned an affiliate from like 2011 to 2015. Um, and I pushed my dad. It took me three years of just constantly talking to him to, to get him to start. But he finally, he. Bit the bullet and started doing cross. He's, I think he's 73. He's probably 72. Nice. He'd he'd be like, Kyle, I can't remember how old I am. <laughs> well, well, right. Dad, dad, you're 72 or 73. So like, how you're am I going to remember? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was great getting him in. Man, you, you know what's crazy to me about getting your parents in is how quickly they adapt. It's like, you know, they they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks but I have found quite the opposite. Like they absorb this just as fast as you know, my, my kids have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's really good about, I mean, he doesn't get up and down off the ground very easily. So even in the warm ups, like everything has to be sort of adapted for him. Like I'll put a bar against the rig for him to do like push up to downward dog instead of on the ground, or he does spiders on a box, you know, like a, like a hip stretch and that kind of stuff. But yeah, he just kind of takes it in stride and, you know, I, he gets mad when I try to help him a little bit. He's like, I got that. I can do that. I, I can move my box. I'm like, "Dad, just let me take care of you. It's fine. Yeah. But it's really fun. Very rewarding. And he's, he's been with me since day one. I think it started as just him supporting the business, you know, and paying the membership and, and coming. But now I think he's, he's hooked. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So workouts are done. That's good. We can relax now for the rest of the day. Will you do a second session, Kyle, or are you done for today?
2: Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a second session later today. I usually <clears throat> just... Because of work schedule programming, that kind of stuff, um, I stack up my weekends with a double session on Saturday and Sunday, and then oh, okay. mostly just single sessions throughout the week. Unless I have like some random Wednesday or Thursday where I get done early, I, I try to throw a second session in. A lot of times, my wife will be doing her, she does a lot of bodybuilding stuff, and she'll be out in the garage doing some bodybuilding stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to come out and join you. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good change of pace from, you know, getting yeah. punched in the face at a MetCon over and over and over. Yeah, is I'm it sure. me or
0: is uh, the bodybuilding stuff is kind of new to me since I've switched to this gym
2: and like, it kills me. Yeah, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm more sore from bodybuilding session. Well, with exceptions, but I'm in general more sore from a bodybuilding session than I am from a, you know, a regular CrossFit session. The exception to that would be that wall ball workout from the age group semifinal. The one that was like every two minutes you increase. Uh, yeah. I haven't been that sore in years and years and years since that workout, but, um, well, cause you yeah. probably made it pretty far, right? So you're doing a lot I, of wall balls. I did. <laughs> I did a lot of wall ball. I did a lot more wall ball than I normally do. And they were to 11 feet. So <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a game changer right there. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about that bodybuilding stuff. It's very concentrated, right? You're, you're focused on like one tiny little muscle and we don't do that in CrossFit. We do all these compound movements that kind of require the assistance of all of them collectively to
2: move. So yeah, and we're sense. always trying to avoid complete exhaustion, right? So like right. if you're doing – a uh, say you're doing a chipper with 100 chest bar pull-ups, I'm not going to take each set to complete failure because then I'm going to have to rest way longer before I get up and do my next set. But in a bodybuilding session, like your goal is that's to go point. either to go right. to failure or to go like here's the line of failure and to go like tap mm-hmm. and then stop your set. Like that's really what the goal of bodybuilding is. So to me, like that's the – I think that's the advantage to adding some bodybuilding into, into CrossFit because it does give you an opportunity to go closer to failure here and there.
1: Yeah. Playing around with some different systems in your yeah. brain and your muscles too. So, um, you have been in this sport for a very long time, or at least practicing the methodology for a very long time. Give us a little background. I know you were a collegiate swimmer. Yep. Um, I- still, do you hold any records still?
2: No. So I had a, this is funny that you asked this cause I actually just looked, um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughters are both, um, on the swim team and they asked, they're like, dad, do you still have any state records? And I was like, you know, I had one the last time I looked, which was like 2018 or something like that. The last time i looked, but I looked and actually this past season, the 2022 spring season, um, someone broke my hundred butterfly state meet record. I had it at I want to say it was like 48.07 for the Hunter Butterfly. And this guy was like 47.6, like significantly faster. So all oh, hats off, hats off to him. Take <laughs> take the take the record. But that was the last one. Uh that was the last one I had. It was just broken. Um yeah. I'm, what state I, I, what state are we talking about? Uh Indiana. So I swam. Okay. Is that I, where is that where you grew up too? Yeah, I grew up in, in Indiana. I swam for Indiana University for um, for two years. And then I swam post-grad afterward, um, as well. So I, I swam all the way up until I was 26 when I, like, I literally stopped swimming and like started CrossFit. It was like done swimming, need a new competitive outlet. CrossFit. This seems awesome. And man, was it way more fun than swimming.
1: <laughs> right. Do you remember yeah. your first like encounter at your, like, what was the name of the box? Do you remember the workout?
2: So the was first, CrossFit, like- the first CrossFit workout that I ever did was, was pre- was before there was a box in the area. And I was uh-huh. I was uh the head swim coach for for a team and strength and conditioning coach. And after the team was done with their their strength and conditioning session, I had seen on main site uh a workout. It was Fran. And I was like, I want to do this. Like this this looks like something that's completely, you know, different than what I'm used to. Cause at the time I was strong. Like I could back squat like probably around 450. Could bench 355. I don't know what my deadlift was. I, I rarely deadlift, but probably in the mid fours, you know, I could run a, you know, like a low five minute mile and I held some state records, right? Okay. in swimming. So my opinion of my fitness was was very high. And someone in in one of my graduate classes was talking about CrossFit. So it got me to look at main site and I saw Fran and I was like, dude, this looks awesome. This looks like something I'd be really good at. First off, I couldn't even get into a front rack. Like, yeah, <laughs> like my thrusters were like this. You're holding and, the bar, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I rarely ever front squatted. I only ever back squatted at the time, and so like the whole motion of just being you know, like anteriorly loaded, and man, my back was blown up by the end of the first set of 21 with a not ni- with 95 pounds that I was holding like this, and I didn't know how to kip, so I was only doing strict pull-ups. I did the 21 unbroken, which was a gigantic wow. mistake. <laughs> 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 so. I got done and I think it took me 11 and a half minutes and I went on the main site and saw some of the times. Cause this is back, this, this was probably 20, it's either 2009 or 2010. Um, and I saw some of the times and they were like at that time, low threes, there were some people just under, the, and I was like, what? Eight? Yeah. <laughs> you did this in a third or maybe, you know, maybe less than a third of the time that I did. So that got me. So-
1: at that About, point in time though, yeah. did you like try to like find a video or something like, like I got to see that. Like how, what does yeah. three minute, what does a three so, minute fan look like? So
2: at that time, it, and I think HQ still does this to some degree, but they were posting videos of like really fast times. Okay. And I saw someone doing a friend, I saw kipping pull-ups and mm. at the time, you know, given my strength, my, my strength and conditioning, like glasses that I was looking at every, I was like, that's cheating, right? That's yeah. That's not a pull-up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, now I would argue differently. Um, but that was, that was wh- the way I looked at it at that point. Um, but then after that, I just started doing, I had a little home gym and, you know, like normally I would follow a powerlifting split. I did a lot of trail running. I swam a lot, obviously, cause I was still a competitive swimmer. Um, but every once in a while, if I was short on time, I'd grab a CrossFit workout. I'd get like you know, I'd look at it and be like, dude, I'm going to get 45 deadlifts, 45 box jumps and 45, you know, pushups in, in the span of time, like in, in 20 minutes right? versus me having to do a session of all that five by five deadlift. And that, you know, you know, so I just looked at it as like a time saver, but I just did little bits of it. Um, but it was when my wife and I moved to North Carolina, um, in 2000, early 2011 that we, we wanted to seek out a box. So we'd been training in our kind of garage gym, doing our thing you know, one CrossFit workout a week, maybe a circuit here or there. And then the rest was, you know, trail running, swimming, that kind of stuff. And at that point I was going to be a swim coach. I I moved to to North Carolina to work with swim at Carolina. Um, And I was like, you know, I'm done being a competitive swimmer. But I still need a competitive outlet because I'm a very competitive person. Um, And so I wanted a place I could do Olympic lifting. I wanted a place I could do some CrossFit. So we, we went and joined a box CrossFit LKN, which, um, we ended up, uh, taking over that. So at at the end of that, it was like less than a year where we ended up taking over the box and, and running it and ran that all the way through, you know, mid 2015. Um, but I, I remember my first workout there too. They had their, their intro. And I don't know if if this was the best idea to have this be the intro (laughs) in hindsight, but, it was 400-meter four, run and then 21 pull-ups, 21 push-ups, 21 ring rows, 400-meter run, 15, 15, 15, 400-meter run, 9, 9, 9. My wife yeah, and I, you're... we could not move our arms for arms, yeah. a week. But yet we were still hooked and we were coming back. <laughs> we could barely move. <laughs> it worked. Yep. yep. So we just started. So I... Yeah, go ahead. No, so I have
0: a couple questions because my background is swimming too. I swam in college at Ohio state, um, about a hundred years before you did at Indiana. Um, but there was no outlet for me when I retired from swimming. So I had, I had like nothing to go to, but when I was swimming, I was so well-rounded. I could jump in and play volleyball or climb ropes, or I could do a ton of strict pull-ups. I could do all those things. How humbling was it? to jump into something like Fran, when you're used to being like, just fit at everything and you jump into Fran and you get humbled.
2: Yeah, I I would say it was, the thing about CrossFit is that it humbles you daily. So like that was just- No matter how good you are. That was just (laughs) my first dose of the humble pie that CrossFit serves on a daily basis. You know, that that was also what hooked me though, because like I said, I had- That was my
0: next question.
2: I had this opinion of my fitness, right? Because like you said, I could jump in and pretty much do, we did rock climb. You, you mentioned rock climbing. We did rock climbing all the time. There was a boulding, bouldering gym, two minutes from our house. We'd go and boulder and I could do the, you know, the stuff where you'd like spring to the next one. And it was just like, those types of things were so natural. I, and I don't know if it was because I was a swimmer or just like, you know, a lifelong athlete that those things, but for, but CrossFit, I did it and was so far behind the curve. It was shocking to me. And you know, that just sat back here and and ate at me all the time. Like, man, there's this, there's this whole domain of fitness, which you're terrible at. Now, looking at it, there's still domains of fitness I'm terrible at. I'm not the most flexible person on the face of the planet. And if you had a flexibility contest now, well, I would gladly be like, I'll sit this one out. <laughs>
0: I, I totally lost train of thought. Oh, discipline. So, with swimming, like, and I'm sure you were in the same way you swam before school, swam after school, did some deck work. Yep. Like, for a sport in high school and college, you were doing it hours upon hours a day. Does that, did that help when you went into competitive CrossFit that you had already lived that life?
2: I think it helped in a couple of ways. I think one, from a discipline perspective, understanding that um you know the only way forward is through hard work that's what it call, called like a blue collar sport right Crossfits a blue collar sport too where the only real way to get better in this sport is to put in the work I mean that's why there's like hard work pays off like it, it's such a, a good slogan for uh training in this sport because and and yes I also think smart work pays off and things like that as well but in the end you have to do the work to get better like you've got to build, cardiac capacity. The only way to build muscular endurance is to do things that build muscular endurance. right? And like, I think swimming is very much a good example of that. But the other thing that swimming did that I think made it so that I could get into this sport quickly and adapt is because we were training all the time. I mean, we had two hour practice in the morning, hour and a half dry land down at the strength and conditioning facility, and then another two or two and a half hour practice in the afternoon. And that was six days a week right? You had your Sunday off and that was it. Um, it made it just so that like coming into CrossFit, I was used to training five or six hours a day, you know? So coming in, it, it wasn't that weird to do a, you know, a 90 minute AM session and a 60 minute PM session. It almost felt like less overall work than what we were doing in the pool. Now I think CrossFit is harder the, like the intensity in CrossFit, like you can, there's only so much power output that you have in the water, right? Like, so I did my master's at, at Indiana University at the Councilman Center for Swimming Science. And one of the things that we had was this really cool tool that let you hook up a belt and you swam against it as fast as you could. And you could you could measure power outputs, right? And the highest power outputs we'd ever would measure would be around the 550s. the sprint, guys like me, the sprinters, the bigger, stronger, swimmers it would be about 550 to maybe 600 watts. That's like what we hold for, you know, a five minute time trial on an echo bike, right? 500 yeah. watts. So like the power output in on land and in the stuff that we do in CrossFit, like things like thrusters and running and uh, rowing, like the power outputs are just so much higher peak power output on the rower is closer to like 2000 or 2400 watts. Right. So it's like a huge difference in terms of the demand that's placed on the body. And so part of it is like, I think swimming was almost like building this general aerobic base of training for six hours a day. And then it got narrowed really quickly with intensity in CrossFit, where you took it from six hours a day to two and a half hours. But the intensity and power output during that two and a half hours was just through the roof comparatively.
1: Yeah. And Scott and I both sort of discovered CrossFit later in life, right? I I think I started when I was 40, um Scott you probably started when you were about the same age. You found it what you said like 26 27. Yeah. Do you still have that sort of thought that we all have like god I wish I had known about this, you know, yeah. when I was a teenager? I, <laughs> I
2: I realized so the reason I part of the reason I stopped swimming is because I'm 5'11", right? And I would stand on deck and I'd be 4 to 6 inches shorter than the other guys I was racing and I I just was ru- butting up against the fact that like Biomechanically, you know, even though I had long, I, I've got a pretty long wingspan. I got like a six-two wingspan as someone who's five eleven. Just those guys had six-eight wingspans as people that were six-six, and so like I was just fighting an uphill battle and was never gonna, you know, turn the corner. Contrast that in a CrossFit where it's like everybody's somewhere between five-eight and five-eleven. There's outliers, you know, on the on the ends of that spectrum, but that's like where everybody kind of lives, and you know, I, I've always been a stronger athlete, been able, you know, I've always had a good vertical jump. I had adapted well to endurance training in the pool. So like, I could just imagine had I gotten into CrossFit at 15, as much as I got into swimming at 15, I would have had a very different trajectory, but the same is also true of all the guys that are in the like 35 to 39 division with me. Like they also didn't have access to that. And so that same group of people would have been I mean, I, I feel like that same group of people would have gravitated towards this had it existed when we were younger. We just, mm-hmm. none of us had that as an outlet. Even though we were yeah. probably kind of doing CrossFit, I remember doing CrossFit esque workouts in swimming in high school. Our morning practices sometimes would be like 15 push ups, 25 swim. On the other side, it was like 15 deck push ups, 25. We'd do 500 meters of that. Be wrecked by the end. But like <laughs> those were some of my absolute favorite practices that we ever did, and it's funny now that and like,
0: everything is an interval workout. Everything, everything, everything.
2: <laughs> well, isn't that where CrossFit's going now? Right, look at look at the games. How many intervals we had this past year? Even in the masters and in the individuals, all of it's all you know. They're starting to really figure out how to utilize intervals well. To create tough tests because intervals can be just as hard as the continuous stuff sometimes harder yeah i would agree for sure so when you first started did you know right
1: away that you wanted to compete i mean there was an avenue for you to do that and clearly you know you started doing the open and qualifying for regionals and things like that um was that always on your radar from the
2: get-go i got super lucky um just because stars kind of aligned right so one i was looking for a new competitive outlet two i watched the crossfit games on espn i don't remember which year it was i want to say it was was the year that annie was crushing everybody on that beach murph right Mm -hmm. the swim 11 yeah swim pull up push up run maybe there are squats in it the one where she was doing the squats with her hands on her knees i remember (laughs) that really (laughs) really well um but i remember watching that and being like man i would kill to compete in this right like i would love this now granted then i watched some of the subsequent events and i was like, "Oh." (laughs) <laughs> okay, so it's not just swim and body weight stuff. there's a lot more to it. Um, so like that was a, was a big thing. But the thing that I was so lucky lucky for, the gym that I started at had a, had a guy named Preston Austin, probably not someone that you guys know, but mm-hmm. he had won a sectional. So if you remember way back in CrossFit history, right? pre before the open regional games pathway was a sectional, like regional games kind of pathway. Right. Yep. And Preston had won a sectional and, and I think maybe a qual that may have qualified him for the games. I don't remember if the pathway was, there was another step before he went to the games back then. Um, But his work wouldn't let him out to go to the CrossFit games. Yes. Oh no. But the gym that I started at, that was the year after he had won sectionals and he saw me do that intro workout that I was telling you about. And after I got done with it, because I did the strict pull-ups unbroken, and he saw that and was like, "Hey, hmm. you want to be my training partner?" And I was like, "I've never done CrossFit in my life. Like, I don't know how to snatch. I don't know. How, I, I've never done a muscle up." But he was like, "Dude, I'll I'll teach you all this stuff." And literally, he like took me under his wing, and I just trained with him. And he kept he kept telling me, he's like, "Hey, if you keep doing that, you're going to qualify for regionals next year. You keep doing it like this." you'll qualify for regionals. And I was That's like, nice. I don't know what regionals is, but I'll just keep following your advice because I keep getting better and I keep getting closer to you. And that was the thing, like at, at that time I was just trying to chase him. Um, but I got so lucky that I had that kind of tutelage starting out. And then I also got lucky that CrossFit took 60 people to regionals that first year. I think I finished right. like 52nd in in the open, <laughs> but I had such good guidance through the open where he was like, you know, there was a 17 minute AMRAP in that that 2012 Open that I did, um, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go out hard, all the oh. stuff unbroken." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> slow Let's your slow, roll, slow down." <laughs> I just got super lucky that I had, you know, great guidance uh, from someone who'd been. in, I mean, he had been doing CrossFit since like 2007, mm-hmm. so at that point he was like five years in. And very good, very accomplished. And it was easy for me just to look up to him and to have someone right there to chase. Cause, like I said, I'm a competitor, but even more than a competitor, I'm a racer. Like that's why I swam. And I'm sure that that's why you swam too, right? It wasn't because you loved the practice, it's because you love to get in the, to get up on the blocks and race someone. Race. And when your hand touches first, you know you won. And that's one of the things I liked about CrossFit. Either lifted more, you cross a line first. Where you got more reps, and it was so quantifiable and easy for me to, to wrap my head around. You could race. And being able to race Preston on a daily basis just pushed me so hard when I started. It was such a great introduction to the sport.
1: Do you know where he is now? What's, what is he doing?
2: Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I, yeah, I talked to him uh, early uh, last year, and he was still coaching at a, a gym in North Carolina, but he also owns a fly fishing uh, business. Which he's, he's a fly fishing tour guy. Which that was always like his. He always said, "When I'm done with this, that's what I'm going to do." And so he's out there doing it, which is awesome. That's really cool.
1: So, how did you end up in uh, Alpharetta?
2: Okay, so circa 2013, we're a couple of years into owning our affiliate. Are um, you still I,
1: coaching swimming at this time too? Or are you no, no, no. So I, I,
2: when when we started our affiliate. Um, I finished out that season and mm-hmm. it was just clear that like, this was it, swimming up to that point had been my passion, but like it w- it had only been my passion because like we said, I didn't even know CrossFit existed. And as soon as I did this, I was like, Oh, this is better. <laughs> I want to do this new passion. Oh, yep. New passion. And I, I'm the kind of person that when I find something that I like, it's like, we go all in, Same. right. Yeah. A hundred percent in, um, so, I had been, you know, exploring a lot of the certifications at the time. So I I done what back then was the OPT CCP, mm-hmm. had gone through that route. Um I've been, you know, going around and doing a lot of the the CrossFit stuff, the CrossFit endurance. This was like way pre-Hinshaw kind of stuff. Yeah. CrossFit kettlebell, the gymnastics. Did you do the football, so- CrossFit football? No, I never I <laughs> never a did do one. CrossFit football, but I I I did a lot of that, What right? Was that <laughs> Hey, you, you know what? It turned into what it turned into like power athlete or something I like guess, that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, there's still people, there's still a lot of huge following for that. It's just mm-hmm. definitely not CrossFit anymore if you, right. <laughs> you catch my drift. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been seeking out all these certifications and I met Max, Maxel Hag, the the owner of, of Training Think Tank. Um, and he had been coaching a lot of the athletes that I was competing against in the Mid-Atlantic. And How did you meet him? What was the what was that like? like- Turn this so odd. His his roommate in college, his older brother went to my gym. Okay, in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Or, okay. Yes. Super random, um, but he kept telling. I, I'd see his programming, and I'm like, man, this is great programming. Who writes this? Mm. Max. I'm like, okay, cool. Like someday you'll have to introduce me.
1: So wait, then, so this guy was going to your gym, but he was, he was like an open gym guy. Yeah, he was, he, was, just he doing was an open,
2: he was an Max's open gym programming. Guy. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And then I was talking to another guy who I competed with, who had, you know, he'd always finished one or two spots ahead of me at regional. And I saw he, he had a, he had a training blog. This is back in the day of, of like public he wrote training, down block, right? a Piece of paper. Right? Um, and I was looking at his training blog. And I'm like, man, this is great. Like this stuff is so well-written for for the sport for, for training for the sport. Who who does your programming? Max. Thanks. And then I would find <laughs> I would find people, uh, John Zevegnix, which back then he was a perennial regional guy. Now you know long, long moved on since, but I'd found his training blog. I'm like, God, this is great. And I talked to John when I when I went to regionals that year. So it was 2013 regional. I was like, hey man, I, I love the programming that you put up on your blog. Who writes that? Oh Max. And I'm like, okay, someone has to introduce me to this guy. So I reached out to Jamin, the guy that went to my gym, who is, mm-hmm. who is Max's person, the brother of Max's roommate. Right. And I was like, you got to connect me. And this was actually before the hundreds workout at the 2013 regional. And I was petrified of that workout because <clears throat> it's the only one that I couldn't finish in training. And I reached out to Max and I was like, Hey, give me some advice on how to approach this workout. Cause I'm freaking out. So. He didn't know me from anybody else. All he knew is that I was I was the guy that owned the gym that his roommate's, roommate's brother brother went, went to, yeah. Right? <laughs> and he was coaching people that I was competing with and was beating because I think I was in like second at that point, right? And I was like, "Can you give me some advice?" And dude, he laid out a strategy that was like Aww. break this into fives, do this, how when you tested it, how is this. And it was the most thought out and analytical approach to strategy that I'd ever seen. And, you know, I'd been involved in swimming for a long time. We, we had strategies, you know, through through the roof for every event, whether even the 50, where it was just go, there were strategies to the 50. And I saw it and I was like, man, I need, I need to to get access to some of this. And I implemented his strategy and I was two dumbbell snatches away from finishing it where before I was like 30 dumbbell snatches away from finishing it. And so afterward I was like, Hey, I want to hire you as a coach. He's like, Hey, I've got a seminar coming up in four weeks. Why don't you come out there? When you're out here, I'll run an assessment. I'll take you through this stuff and then we can, we can get going. So I went out for the seminar and just listening to him talk about his approach to training, how he thinks about training. I was hooked. I was like, this is, this is my coach. And he took me through an assessment. He started coaching me. From that, from our discussions, when he left OPT and started doing his own thing, he reached out like two weeks later and was like, Hey, I want to hire you as a coach to start bringing mm-hmm. on remote, remote coaching and programming clients. That was like August, September, 2013. And so I started bringing on, cause he, he had such a demand. <laughs> I, obviously he had such a demand, right? I, everyone right. that I would talk to was coached by Max and he, he had too much demand. So I started, started working for a training think tank while we owned our affiliate. I did that for 2013, 2014, 2015. Um, then when we, we made the decision, we got into a really tight spot with our, um, our lease with our affiliate where Mm -hmm. we had been looking for a new space and there was some clause in our lease. I am obviously not a, uh, real estate (laughs) lawyer. Um, And yeah, so we, we got in a really tight spot with our lease and we had to find a new building in like five days. And it Mm -hmm. was there where we were in, in Huntersville, North Carolina, there was nothing like literally nothing that we could move the gym to a close enough place that all of our members would stay and all that. So we ended up just making the decision like, Hey, we're going to close the gym. We'll we'll sell the equipment to the members because they all wanted it. Um, And we did that. And at that point it was like, all right, it's time to go. So we found a house and, and took, you know, took that money and, and moved to Alpharetta and started work like being here with, with training think tank. That was like August, 2015. So
0: just stepping back in your story just a little bit, you, you, you kind of bragged about being a racer and swimming, right? Yeah. That that's what you loved is being the racer. Then you talk to us about, well, I did the pull-ups unbroken and I did, and that's the mentality of a racer, right? You right? do what you have to do. So when you find max that has all these elaborate strategies,
2: was that the missing piece to the puzzle? I don't know. I still don't feel like I found the missing piece to the puzzle yet. <laughs> I've never, I've never stood on, I've, I've never stood on a games podium. I've never even got, gotten to qualify for the games as an individual. So, you know, like I, I still feel like there's many missing pieces to the puzzle for me, but that was definitely a huge missing piece in my CrossFit yeah. game. Right. Like for, take, take the 2013 regional as an example, Jackie, Jackie is the racer's dream, right? I won Jackie. Love that workout. Right? But then you take a more, uh, a longer workout where it requires more breaking strategy like the, the chipper, the handstand pushup. It was like hand, double unders handstand push-ups, toes to bar, axle shoulder to have it that stupid axle front rack walking lunge that thing. <laughs> yes, no bueno. I was like 27th in that. Right. And like, I did my, I, I did two biggest sets to open the, the handstand ups. I tried to do the toast bar unbroken, huh? 40 toast bar in that workout unbroken. Yeah. Like what, what, what were you thinking? Like, yes, that was a huge piece for me to, to be a better long workout athlete, but yeah, there's still a lot missing, I think. <laughs> well,
0: when you're a swimmer, unless you're an im right? Like if you're a butterflyer, you're up against other butterflies. You're doing one movement and it's just you race and whoever wins, wins. Absolutely. In CrossFit, there could be five movements. And so winning that movement doesn't matter. Yep. It's how you transition from this movement to that movement. And there's so much more strategy. And I think that is the hardest thing for four years. Because I started CrossFit in 2011. My first five years, I went out hot on every workout. Yep. Um,
1: nine years. <laughs> yep. I still do. I still do. I, you know, I know I'm going to do it and I still do it. <laughs> you know, I you know, know I
2: should You want to know one of my secret, one of my pe- secret pieces to the puzzle. I shouldn't give this away. But when I start, like when I shift into comp prep mode, right. or four weeks out from an event, I start approaching every workout like that. Mm. I go out as hot as I can and blow up. And if I'm testing the workouts with the first time I'm testing it, I test it like, like I'm pre Fontaine, right? That's only, a great idea. <laughs> the no, only, seriously. the only pace is a suicide pace. And then I know like what I can or can't do because what I used to do is I would test it conservatively and then you'd have to do it again. Cause you're like, you get done and you're like, oh, well, you know, I probably could have pushed harder here and I could have, no, I test them and I, I let it go and I blow up and i learn where the bottlenecks are for me that way if i go and and when i go do the event on game day i have a much better understanding of where i've got a break and things like that plus i feel like it does something to your body like making yourself go out hard i feel like subsequent to that after that there's always right. these adaptations where i just feel better in workouts from doing it right it's like and there's- there's-
1: there's and if and you problems. accidentally do it, if you accidentally do it in at the competition, at least you've been there, done that, and your body's kind of like, oh,
2: I know what this feels like. And you might be able to recover you from. It. You know, I I get to see Travis train here in in Alpharetta all the time, um, and and he is the master of blowing up and recovering from it. And like, mm-hmm. you got to learn from that, right? If you watch someone who's at at his level do that all the time, you're like, man. Uh, maybe I should train to do this to some degree, you know? Yeah, that, for sure. That's really like that. a, a cool perspective.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try that next time.
2: I'm, I'm, not I'm six all the weeks time. out. No, not, yeah. not all the time. That's the one The one caveat. So you're four weeks out from MFC, right? Are we, we're less than yeah. that, four I, weeks, three weeks? I think weeks? we might be three.
1: You won MFC in 2020, correct? Yes, I did. That was so, so much fun. And then, uh, master fitness collective for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about. It's in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Um, one caveat, I am one of the event directors, so oh. I know all the workouts already. Um, and I'm the head, one of the head judges there. So we'll just get that out of the way first, Okay. we can still talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, some of the workouts have been released. Right. Now you took a break in 2021. You didn't do MFC in 2021, correct? Cuz you had just yeah, come off was, the games. Yeah, it was like
2: right after. they did it in early September oh, yeah. and I had just finished and I I had just finished competing at the games with the, with the TTT team and I, honestly I was tired. Like I bet. <laughs> I start I bet. tried to start training right when I got back from the games and like I got really sick. Mm. So I just it was very clear that my body was like, "Hey dude, take a break. I was like, all right, I'll listen. (laughs) Like I got you. You need a break after that. Um, That's, I actually love the timing of this this year. You know um, I saw on the roster that some of the guys that were at the 35 to 39 games are there because Mm -hmm. there was enough time between the games and MFC for people to recover a bit and, and kind of build their competitive fire up. So I'm super, I am super excited to go compete with them. Cause I, I was, I coached my good friend Julian Serna Who's okay. in the 35 to 39 at the game? So I was with those guys. The you know when you're when you're coaching in one of the masters divisions, it's just ten people. Yeah, so you're you with them, the, yeah, the entire time. So I'm super excited to go out and throw down with these guys.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it was just ten people this year because you were 13th. Yep. I mean, how did that feel? <sighs> Coming off of a Wadapalooza win, like yep. super high high. You know, this is your year, kind of a thing. How do, you, how do you sort of reconcile that in your brain?
2: Well, you know, I've always been a better in-person live event competitor than I have been a qualifier athlete. Maybe that's the racer in me, just the fact that, you know, when I'm next to someone, it's much easier for me to, to push the go button than when I'm alone. Now, with that being said, this is the best I've ever done in a qualifier. Like I've never finished 13th in an online qualifier uh, of, of that, like a CrossFit level online online qualifier. Even when I was qualifying for regionals and they were taking 20, I'd be like 14th, 16th, 17th, mm-hmm. right? So like, this is definitely the best I'd ever done. And I, I had to take a step back and recognize that. But I also, this is the most I'd ever poured into a season, I think, since I started, you know, with 10 or 11 years in. So it was definitely a, uh, a hard pill to swallow. But I also looking back at it, like I did absolutely everything I could to qualify. There were no stones left unturned. Like I gave everything I could. I think the the only workout that I have any frustration about was probably the wall ball workout. Like, I think I could have eked out a few more, but even a few more wasn't putting me in like the guys that, that, you know, for me to move from 13th to 10th would have meant like 20 more wall ball. And there is no way <laughs> no way I was getting 20 more wall ball. And like that, you know, every everything single. Go did ahead. you
1: hear about the controversy of that workout though? Like, were there any, was there anybody like, please tell me you looked at all the videos of the people that were ahead of you to make sure that they actually legit deserve to move on on that death buy. Cause that was a little sketchy,
2: you know, I or do you I, try I, not
1: to even go there?
2: <laughs> yeah. That's I, I, I just assume that we're competing in a, a, I think as a competitor, you have to just kind of accept and assume that you're competing in an even playing field. Because even if I did go through everybody's video and find that they weren't throwing above the 11 foot line, or, you know, they, they got enough, no reps to not let them through to the next two minute window. Or, Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think even, even had I done that, what's my recourse when well, I got email right. HQ, what did Are they going to do anything about it? Probably, probably not. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's, it's that workout that kept me out, but also like I got to just get better there. I've got to, I got to work more on my wall ball capacity. Um, Challenge accepted. Right. Mm -hmm. Done. We'll we'll work on it. So, um, but I, I made, I'll, I'll put it like this. Like I, I made huge strides in the things that I was weakest in this past year. And I was, I'm super happy with the, the progress that I made athletically. I am not happy that I didn't get to go compete at the CrossFit games. I think they should take 20. Like, yeah. Um, I definitely looking at the tests this year um, at the games, like there are a couple that I would have done really well in and there would have been some that would have really challenged me. Um, and I would like to go out and, and test mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But you know what, looking at just the the MFC workouts that have been released this ruck run like mm. I am chomping at the bit to go do something like this I've never you know when when our, our team was at the games we didn't get to do the long run because we got cut right before the long run event mm, um, okay. so I've never had a chance to do like a long run test at a live event and I'm not the best runner in the world I mean I'm, too, I'm between 202 and 205. So I'm definitely not the lightest athlete that's going to be in the field out there. Um, but I like running. Like I really enjoy it. And I like running with rucks, you know, when I, when my kids were younger I'd always, if I was ever prescribed any running, I just pushed them in the stroller, even when they were like 50 pounds, I'm like, and dad, I don't want to get in the stroller. I'm like, get in the stroller. take a nap. Damn it. You. <laughs> get in the backpack we're running
1: (laughs) that's great yeah that's um just for for people's education it is a three mile run one mile unweighted one mile with a rock
2: and then one mile unweighted it's like an oreo it's gonna be fun yeah right double stuff the cream fillings in the middle with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the the sandbag that's gonna be a, a rough workout um, and that's, but I'm, uh, I'm oh, you don't know what it is yet work. either.
1: So I, you don't know when in the work, when in the weekend it is either. No, so I, do. I, I,
2: I do know that it's going it, to, it's going to challenge me. And that's yeah. the whole purpose of going and doing this.
1: Right. Right. Now, um, what's the other, the other workout that's been released so far is.
2: We've got the, we've got an uh, echo bar oh, the buy-in. snatch. Workout, yeah. Which when I first read, I thought was just the snatch weight. I thought it was just the – I thought it was one score. Yep.
1: No, so, yeah, you get – we haven't had our Zoom calls yet with the standards, but it is those – however many rounds it is. I think it's five Five rounds yep. maybe on a 2 three-minute clock, two-minute clock, something like that. It's like two minutes on, one minute off. You got an Echo Bike calorie cash-in with like three-bar muscle-ups or four-bar muscle-ups. I think
2: ours then, is
1: six. Yeah, six. You're right. You're a division six. There's so many divisions and so many different yeah. iterations too. It's super hard to keep That's- them.
2: Dude, I was Keep looking uh, so I am coaching an athlete in the 54 to, fi- no, 55 to 59 and one in the 54 to 50, 50 to 54. Thank you. In,
1: the,
2: in their fifties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have one athlete in each of those. And I think they got the adjustments for those divisions. So right. Yeah. Contrast that to some of the stuff that we've seen from HQ. In the past some of the adjustments mm-hmm. and it's like huh how's yeah how's and that we have say?
1: a we have a lot of input like we use del fontaine fontaine a lot to help us to like to sort of get those weights right and you know every all those guys that are running that show are our masters athletes themselves yeah um doing it and cj martin who programs all of that with invictus is just really in tune with what everybody's doing as well so um yeah that one's gonna be interesting so it's your your total time on the buy-ins for all five rounds. And then it's gonna be your total weight lifted in the snatch, you have to do three snatches. You can choose any weight you want for any of the rounds. Um, You can go up, down, you know, whatever you wanna do. And you're only allowed one no rep within those three snatches.
2: So So that was actually something I wasn't clear on. Is it within each window, you're only allowed one miss? Correct. Not all five windows together.
1: Correct, each window.
2: Okay, so you good. have
1: four attempts yeah. <laughs> to make three successful snatches. And if you make all three, then whatever the weight on the bar is, that's your score for that round.
2: What an um, interesting workout. Bro.
1: And if you miss it, then you get a zero for that round. Right? So, if, so you if, you, all, if you miss all twice, three? Oh man, you know, you can do a snatch, you put it down. You can do a second snatch, put it down. You can miss the third one, put it down and make the third and then be fine. But if you miss twice, you get a
2: zero. This one's called speed kills, but it should be called like everything in moderation because if you You go too fast, yeah, if you go too fast on the bike, you're screwed. Yep. If you go too heavy on the snatch, you're screwed. You go too light on the snatch, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to place well. Maximize.
1: Right. And you only, and and you have a time constraint, so you have to like do it quickly. You can't just like stare at the bar either. You know, you need to like be efficient
2: this is why I hire coaches that are smarter than me to help me because <laughs> yeah. then I let them think through this and I'll just go out there and do it. I'll go yeah. out there and race. <laughs> it's
1: going to be awesome. Are those the only two that we've released so far?
2: There's, you know one other, there, there's one other one. Oh, it's a jump rope one. Oh yeah. So we are,
1: we're bringing the freevo rope from RX smart gear into the competition and everybody's going to be doing, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but most everybody is going to do some kind of crossover movement. Yeah, a single crossover.
2: I've been practicing. So that been practicing. I used to be able to
1: do really, I used to do those all the time as a kid. I don't, I clearly don't have the right rope. Cause I'm using like just my regular speed rope and I am.
2: Yeah, beating I can't, myself I can't do them with a speed rope, but yeah. we had um, at, at TTT, we, we had someone come in and do a jump rope cl- clinic a couple of years ago and gave us all beaded ropes
1: Oh, cool. um, so had I practicing.
2: had a, I had a beat of rope, but I had cut it down for, for my oldest daughter. Cause she liked to do mm. her single unders with that one. And so I've got this rope that comes up to like my you're bottom. Practicing like this? No, I'm, I'm practicing <laughs> my crossovers. Like I can't wait to get there and use one of the new uh Frivo ropes wow. and, and have something that's an appropriate size. That's great. Yeah. I, I
0: have one of those frivo ropes. They are awesome.
2: I can't wait. It's going to be, it. that's going to be an interesting workout because it's really like the handstand walking speed matters, but then it's just coming down to accuracy, you know, CrossFit yeah. wants to test accuracy. There's a great way to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're in a new venue this year too. So the old venue that when you went the first year, we were over at the baseball stadium doing that snatch run workout yep. and uh, we were in that different convention center. So now we're in the Coliseum, we're all in one spot, which is nice. Um, Minus, you know, you heard there might be some kind of an aquatic event, right? Yes. Like that's I did. not a surprise to you. I
2: saw the uh, the Instagram live yesterday and they're very clear. Yeah. We're doing something something in the water. Yeah. I like water.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be right up your alley. We, just, we should probably just give that one to you. I mean,
2: I, tell you, I like tell water. your competitors to not even show up. You know what? So every, everyone always jokes. They're like, oh, there's a swim event. Kyle automatically wins. I did not win. The row, swim, run at Watapalooza this past. <laughs> year. There was a guy in in the thirty five to thirty nine division who is he was a swimmer and still is a swimmer, like mm. still competing actively as a master swimmer and a masters crossfitter, and he was out of the water way. Ahead. I was catching him on the run. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a runner. I'm a swimmer. How'd you be? And he was he was crushing the swim. Um, and I I tried to close the gap on the run, but there wasn't enough wasn't enough ground to to make up on those assault runners.
1: How did that feel? Having having someone beat you in a swim workout? Like Surpri- surprising that, right? Surprising
2: yeah. to say the least, because I I strategized that entire workout based around the fact that I would be able to you pass it. So I, I have a relaxed row, I pass everybody on the swim. And then I'm a strong runner. So I just, you know, I try and, and finish strong on the run. And this was I got out of the water and I was like, he's already on the runner? Like <laughs> this changes the game. Yeah. So I was, I was booking it on the run, but I, the, the one thing I will say, like with, with CrossFit swim, swim events, I've actually never had a good history in CrossFit swim events, except for the MFC one from 2020. Mm-hmm. I did uh back in 2014 and it was, it was actually the same Wattapalooza swim row run, but it's just in a and different order. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. a different order. Uh, it was swim, then row, then run. And I swam way too hard in that one, trying to get a huge lead into the row. And I rode way too hard. And I got massive quad cramps on the run Mm -hmm. and basically limped the last half of the mile. So I had this, you know, 90 plus second lead coming off the rower. And I ended up like 12th because I could barely run. So like my, I have a love hate history with swim events and CrossFit. I'm super, uh, despite the fact that I spent all that time swimming, I'm super prone to to leg cramps while I'm swimming. Okay.
1: We'll, we'll be on the lookout.
2: Yeah. That could there's be, a, there's gonna be a
1: lifeguard there. So you'll be all right. It
2: could, it could easily come to bite me while we're in, <laughs> we're in a swim event.
1: Well, I think you'll be good. Is Haley coming out with you?
2: Unfortunately, Haley is not going to be able to make it. We couldn't get anyone to come watch the kids for this weekend. Normally we have either my parents or her parents come watch the kids. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so that the two of us can go and she's so awesome. She, yeah. That's a <laughs> Takes care, takes care of food, takes care of like she's the coordinator, the ultimate coordinator. So no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be flying solo this time. I actually haven't done that. I couldn't tell you the last time I, I competed and she wasn't there. So this is a, okay. a whole new environment for me.
1: All right. Well, I can mom on you a little bit if
2: you need me to. I'll be, I'm gonna try, My older brother lives 45 minutes away from, from the venue. And I'm going to be like, okay. hey, hey, Mike, come baby me all weekend. Hey, you like... <laughs> That's great. Make like, I need you to cook. Food, yeah, right? cook me food. Drive me <laughs> to me and games. from the venue.
1: <laughs> you'll be good. And you said you're coaching a couple of people there too, right? So you'll have like yep. a little bit of a posse.
2: Yeah. We got a we got a good group. And then I obviously know Eamon really well because I coach Eamon. So I'm sorry. Yeah. God, thank you. Someone who recognizes <laughs> the challenge that, that gentleman presents.
1: Well, let's just yeah. Yeah. So I I mean I'm I'm his right hand gal for lots of things in life. So I know, yeah, even and I are
0: whatever he doesn't want to do, he gives to Cat.
1: That's ah. what Scott says. Yeah, pretty much. Mm.
0: So That's my. Now we opinion. work well
1: together. <laughs> it's a, a love, love relationship for sure. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're coming up on an hour, so I don't want to take up any more of your time and I love that we didn't get too deep into your background and things because that allows you to come back again and we can talk some more about what's happening so. but we'll see you at mfc for sure and you know maybe we'll be doing a follow-up with uh you know all the champions of their age groups and we'll
2: invite you back that's going to be a big challenge there's some good dudes coming this right. year you never
1: know you never know,
2: know. you want to know my dark my dark horse in my own division sure all right so we know who the games champ is right, right. but there's a guy who finished one spot ahead of me in the age group semifinal, mm. right? And he's Look Yes, he's going to be there. Look him up. He's really really good. What's his name? Uh man, of course you're you're putting me on the spot. I'm So bad <laughs> I'm so bad with names. I literally talk to him all the time too. Oh, uh, Chris Clyde. Wow.
1: Oh, he's from Delaware. I live in Delaware. He's he's like yeah. 10 minutes from me. I know Chris I, very well. I
2: like, I like him. Yeah. I like him. He's he's my he's my dark horse pick to uh to give the the top podium spot uh, a run for its money. Okay. I guess a lot so- of it just depends on you know, how much of an, of an off season is he in? Cause I know like I took a really serious off season this mm-hmm. past year. I had some, some tweaks I had to heal up. So, you know, I know a lot of guys were in that, that same boat, even, um, even the games chant with see his name escapes me too. And I talked to him all, all the time as I'm, well.
1: I'm not up on, on
2: um, that either. He, he had a shoulder thing. He needed to heal up. And so like everyone, you know, it's just part of competing as a 35 yeah. to 39 year old that,
1: I know Chris Clyde was in Key West last weekend at a wedding. So See, he wasn't was training last I was, weekend. I so. was just
2: out in Washington with, at a concert. so <laughs> You know,
1: come on guys. Time to get, time to get ready for this one.
2: <laughs> yep. uh, are well, you doing any other
1: off season stuff, Kyle?
2: No, I made the decision that this was going to be my, my one off season thing, because like I said, there, there are missing pieces to the puzzle that yeah. need, need to get filled in. There's some, I, I got to build some more conditioning. I got to do a lot more. Metcons. Got to do a lot more CrossFit. See, you guys, you told us what what your workouts were when we started, and notice mm-hmm. that you guys did metcons. You know what I did this morning? I did what I love to do, which is to get on those ergs and Some just monostructural stuff. Yeah, yeah, do my monostructural stuff, Brian. Yeah,
0: Brian Wong won. Yes, of the thank of you, thank
2: you, yep. Brian Wong. Yes, Brian is yeah right here he's, in Ohio. He's a threat. Um, he's a threat if no anyone what. if
1: anyone knows his Instagram, could you <laughs> send it my way because I was. I have it. Oh, you have it. Cause I wanted yeah. to ask him yeah. to be on the podcast too. And I couldn't find him on social. Uh, so
0: I'm actually friends with him. So I oh. I can reach out.
2: Yeah. All right. Get him on the show. Let's go. Okay. He's, cool. he's really strong. <laughs> we're going to see some, hu- if we have the opportunity to see big lifts, we're going to see yeah. huge lifts out of him. It's awesome. It's
1: going to be a fun weekend for sure. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person and uh, we'll be cheering you on. Like I said, if you need anything, let me know. And, uh, We'll see you again back on here soon, hopefully.
2: Sounds
0: great. All right. Yeah, see you there, Kyle. Bye, Bye. guys. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.